Growing your business doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key techniques, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to Foot Traffic, the podcast dedicated to helping you grow your local business. I'm your host, Stacey Tushel. I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, and I own multiple seven-figure businesses. Together, you and I are going to get you more customers in the door, more profit in your pocket, and more happiness in your home. Let's transform your business starting right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to Foot Traffic. I am really excited to record this episode because I don't have to record it right now. I'm actually really ahead of schedule, but I get to record this and that's exciting. And I was really trying to figure out what do they want to hear from me next? Like what topic, how can I just make this be something that is going to either save them time, make them more money. And I realized I have not shared some productivity hacks with you lately. And I know that so many of us are going, how can I just be more efficient? So today is 12 uh, 12 rules that I basically set for myself. And I'm going to share each one of them with you today to really help you figure out, maybe you'll take one away. Maybe you'll love all 12 and you'll put them down as one of your rules. All right. So if you're ready, let's jump right in. So first, I think the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves is just really truly take a break. And I know that's hard to hear when you have a really crazy to-do list or you don't have a team and you feel like there's just no possible way to take a break. But truly taking a break is a requirement for a productive CEO. It really truly is. So there are three ways right here that I'm going to share with you what I've been doing to really help. So first of all, um, vacationing every 90 days. And if that is financially out of your budget, I am considering a vacation to go somewhere close, local. You can drive there, a cheap hotel, something just to get out for the night, get away and really make it feel like you're taking a true break. Leave your computer at home, find a place with a, you know, a pool or a spa or something, a workout room, just something to take a break for even just one night, you guys. Okay. There are so many things you can find, good deals, Airbnbs you'll be so amazed what you can find. So figure out how you can take that vacation every single 90 days. I can already tell you from October through the end of August, we have our 90 day trips planned. We know exactly what we're doing. It is a crucial part of me being my highest performer. You guys, my best ideas come when I am not in the office They come when I am just feeling light and free and re-energized. This is not something sitting at your office, just working harder and harder and longer and, you know, working late at night. It's not going to come to you then. You're burnt out. You have no idea how inefficient you are right now when you're not taking a break. Okay. Um, Another thing, number two, is working out a minimum of three times per week. That is my minimum. My goal is actually four, maybe five on a good day. I rarely do five. I'm, I'm lucky if I do four, but it's really a workout of a minimum of three times per week because I actually read this thing, this study that actually talked about how, uh, you know, how often you should be working out. And if you happen to have high stress or a stressful job or a stressful business, uh, right, you own your own business. Working out in the morning is one of the best things you can do for your body, for your mind. And I realized like, I don't need to work out for my, my, like to get muscles or to stay skinny or any of that. 
I'm literally working out to de-stress. So right now I've been working out usually Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I'm waking up at 6.30 in the morning, or I'm waking up at six in the morning, but I'm working out at 6.30. So for me, I just got to get in there, get it done before anybody else wakes up. So that's been a big one for me. And um, an- another thing, I'm actually tacking this into number two as we're talking about working out, but a walk every day after lunch. So this has been a game changer. Now I say this when it's warm outside as we're heading into our horrible Wisconsin winters. So we'll see what this is going to look like and how long I can make it. Um, but I do have a treadmill. So if this needs to be something that I just go downstairs and, and work, walk on my treadmill after lunch, then I'm going to keep doing it. But here's what I want you to know. So the walks, um, ever since I've been taking these walks, I have had the best deep sleep ever. And if you've ever heard me talk about my deep sleep, I am like, I've always had really bad problems. I can get like a minute of deep sleep. It's crazy. And I'm very specific on how I track this. And I use my aura ring and I try to figure out like what is working, what isn't. I'm like experimenting with my body. And I'm telling you, if I don't walk, my deep sleep is not nearly as good as if I actually take that walk. Now on the walk, I am not listening to podcasts for the most part. I'm actually just sitting there thinking. So what's really nice is... I knew that I wanted to record this podcast and I knew the idea of it, but I didn't know what I wanted to tell you. So I went on a walk with the intention of letting my brain just be free and think of what I could say. And as I was walking, things were popping in my head and I was writing them in my notepad on my phone. Okay. So again, we're like, I don't have time to go for a walk after lunch, Stacey. Do you know what my schedule looks like? I'm telling you, I'm pretty fairly busy myself. And that walk just gave me all of these amazing ideas that I wouldn't have had sitting in my office, like that fresh air, all of that, you guys, it's so, so good to take in. Okay. So let me jump into number three, my new wake up light. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram stories, you guys, oh my goodness, you have to follow my stuff. I'm always showing you the new gadgets that I'm buying. So my wake up light is a game changer. What is it? Okay. So it is this little round light. It's an alarm clock kind of looks like the sun. Okay. And I set my alarm for 6am right now and it's already getting dark here in the mornings. When I wake up at 6am, it's pitch black outside. So at 6am and I I actually woke up early this morning. So I got to see like when it actually started at 555, the sun starts to shine on this clock and it gets so bright by 6am. And then I had the sound that I have used are birds. So at 6am I'm, I'm waking up to light and birds. And what's nice about about this and why this would have anything to do with being a high performer is if you wake up with an alarm clock that is just like a crazy loud noise and it wakes you up because it's loud and obnoxious versus I feel like I'm waking up like the psychology of, no, it's really morning and it's ready to, I'm ready to wake up. I just have like this jump start of, I wake up, I get my workout clothes on. I immediately head into my office. I do a few things before I actually get into my workout. So I really want you to be thinking about that. Um, I bought it on Amazon. It's called a wake up light. It, it was cheap. I swear. I don't want to say the price because I clearly don't know, but I think it was like 30 bucks. It was nothing crazy. And it's been amazing. Now here's my rule. I never hit the snooze button on an alarm clock. First of all, Kent is the worst, you guys, like the worst. I pray every morning that he can wake up after me because it's absolutely horrible. So what this is, why this rule is because if you're, if you're somebody who identifies as somebody who hits the snooze button, 
then you might just keep hitting it. And it's like, when are you actually getting up? For me, I am committing to waking up at six. Now, the only time I will ever, I don't even want to say it snooze. I will turn off the alarm clock. If I have a horrible night with the kids, the other night, Tanner came in my room. She's going through the stage of being afraid of the dark and having nightmares and all of this. From 2 to 4 a.m., I can see on my aura ring. It tells me when I was up. From 2 to 4 a.m., I was up with her. And I was exhausted. So I will turn my alarm clock off at 4 in the morning knowing I'm just sleeping in, okay? So um, worst case, when I say I'm sleeping in, worst case, I have a second alarm that goes off my phone every single morning at 7.15 that basically says, get the kids ready. So I'm turning my alarm clock off knowing that their alarm clock at 7.15 is going to wake me up. So that is the only exception to that rule. And it is only if my children, for some reason, keep me up all night long and I'm just absolutely exhausted. Okay. So that is just one of my rules that has worked really well. Okay. Number four, this is kind of more of a section on having some like family focus here and, and like that balance. Okay. So for me, my rule right now is incorporating a family fun night every single week. And what I like about this is it's the same thing on Friday. So this is build your own pizza and we're watching a movie tonight. Okay. Nothing creative. I've got tons of extra supplies in the fridge. And for me, the reason why this is like a recharging thing is I don't have to be like, oh, what am I going to do tonight with the kids? Like, what am, what are we doing this weekend? It's like, they know it's build your own pizza and, and, and we're watching a movie. Okay. So two things that are very, very simple and just having that tradition takes the thing like me having to come up with some amazing Pinterest mom idea. Does that make sense? Okay. So having that family fun night and really not working on the weekends when I'm present with my kids, I truly believe that I am being like an exceptional mom. Okay. Then I don't feel guilty while I'm pouring into work the rest of the week. And that allows me to be a high performer because I think some of us have guilt of, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I pick her up early from daycare? Should I go to be the volunteer mom at school? Or, you know, we start to struggle with this. And I think for me, if I feel like I've got the mom hat on or the businesswoman hat on, and I know what times and days I have to do what, it makes me feel in a more alignment and I feel more balanced. And the kids, kids love routine. They do. So they're excited on Friday when they know it's the start of the weekend. They know what's coming. That excites them. Okay. Okay. Now this section, um, five through nine, I have a few daily habits that have been working really, really well. And I know I'm going to get questions on this because I said to you, I wake up at six, but I don't work out till 630. I do some other things. I didn't plan on telling you what those were, but I feel like you're going to be like, uh, hello, you missed this. So I'm going to throw this in as a little bonus. This is not five through nine though. Okay. So when I wake up at six, I immediately go into my bathroom where I actually already have my workout clothes. So I put on my workout clothes, I brush my teeth, and that's all I do. So I'm not putting on hair, makeup, I'm putting on hair, doing my hair, putting on makeup, none of that. I'm just grabbing my workout stuff, and then I'm going immediately into my office. So it's probably like 6.03. I mean, it's there's like nothing that's been done besides bathroom and brushing my teeth, okay? So anyway... I get into my office and um, my first thing that I do is I meditate for five minutes, okay? 
Then I pull out a notebook. I have a special notebook that I just like do this in every single day. It's a notebook that I literally bought at Walmart while my kids were school supply shopping. This is not a fancy journal. This is like a $3 notebook. Okay. So in that notebook every day, I put the date on top and I have, I put gratitude and I say five things I'm grateful for. And then under that, I say 10 things as if they have already happened and I visualize them. So the first one says, I am an exceptional wife and mother. Okay. When you write that, I feel like I'm a little less cranky in the morning when my kids wake up. <laughs> like I'm not like running around the house screaming at them. I feel like I just said I'm an exceptional mom, so I better step it up here and really be that person. Next one says, um, I'm in the best shape of my life. When I write that, I'm thinking, how could I not work out right now? I have my workout clothes on. I just wrote that, you know, so you can see what I'm talking about when I'm writing these things down. So there's 10 of those. Then I write my one thing for today. Okay. So, um, it could be like write a podcast or record a podcast, right? That actually wasn't my one thing today, but it could be something like that. It could be like, um, put an application out for new hire, something like that. Okay. So it's just your one thing that you are going to feel great about your day. If that is the only thing you get to do. Okay. And literally I say to myself, that one's done. Like day is amazing. It's already amazing. No matter what else happens today. Okay. All right, so that's that's my morning looks like. And then I read, there's probably 15 minutes left in my day or my morning. So then I'll read. There's a book sitting on my couch next to my muse headband, how I meditate. And I'll read the rest of the time. My alarm goes off. Um, that's one of my things I'm gonna say in about a minute. But my alarm goes off at 6.30 to get into my gym and I work out from 6.30 to 7. And then at 7.15, because it probably take a little longer, 7.15, the alarm goes off and it says, wake up the kids, okay? So um, those are just a couple of my morning routine habits. Now, let me get into daily habits. So number five, my rule is no checking email on your phone. This one, people are like, what? You don't check email on your phone? No, because then it's like, it's always with you and you can check it whenever you want. So I don't have my email on my phone, you guys. I just don't. I don't like it. I also think, why are you sending emails when people say like, something from my iPhone? I'm thinking you sat there with your fingers and typed that all out. I would rather have like your, your thumbs versus your 10 fingers. No way. So I only do my email on my computer and my goal is to check it only once or twice per day. That is a rule, okay? Number six, social media happens during certain times of the day or if I have like what I call like time wasters, meaning let's say I have an appointment. It's, I'm recording this at 2.01, okay? Let's say I'm, I jump off, but at 2.15, I have my next call. Well, what can I really do in 10 minutes? Like, like you, you get what I'm saying? Like what I can't really do anything crazy productive in the next nine minutes here. So I allow myself to use my time to go on social media, respond to people in my DMs or under my comments, or, you know, I'm engaging with everybody. That's what I'm using social media. But I do not go, okay, schedule's clear. It's two o'clock. I've got till four, nothing on my calendar. I should go on Instagram right now. No way. That is the worst idea you could ever do. Unless we are in full on launch mode, I am not just having a wide open schedule and I jump into social media. I only do it when I have three minutes here, seven minutes there, and there's just no way I could jump into something really truly and get a ton of done. Okay, does that make sense? 
All right. So the only, I don't have scheduled times for social media because I feel like we all have a million of those time wasters. So I get to school and I'm four minutes early and I'm in the car. I jump on social media. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm on social media all day because we all have three minutes there, four minutes there. Now what's cool is when Tanner gets out of school and gets in the car, it's, it's the trigger of the social media has to stop because obviously I'm driving now, right? So there is a real cutoff. If you just jump on at two with availability to four, who knows how long you're going to waste on social media, okay? Big, big game changer. Okay, number seven, no computer before 9 a.m. or after really like I leave here about 3.15-ish to get my kids. So no computer. Let's, let's just talk about that. Okay, so you have heard me say what I do from 6 o'clock until 7.15. From 7.15 on, I'm getting the kids ready. I'm getting myself ready. Like, there is no computer time yet. Do you see that? And then after I leave for the day, I shut my computer to get the kids, and I don't come back in my office. So my computer stays in my office. The only reason I would pull out my laptop to go into the kitchen is if I was doing online grocery shopping um, or I was doing something personal. But professionally, I'm not working in the kitchen, okay? So that's a big one. Now, the only way that I would break that rule is if I've maybe purchased an online course and I really want to use like 30 minutes every morning instead of reading that book, maybe I'm going to watch those videos and actually implement what this person says. I'll, I'll allow myself to do that, but it's a slippery slope. You open up that computer and you see that email inbox or you see something else, uh, it's hard. So I really do my best to not even allow that to happen. Okay. Okay. Number nine. I block my mornings and all day Monday with no appointments beside a team meeting on Monday morning, okay? So if you try to get on my calendar, it is going to be very, very rare that I allow you to get in a morning, okay? Powerhouse is probably like one of the only exceptions. Like if they're like, hey, your availability isn't working for me. Any chance you could squeeze me in on this day, like I have something big coming up. Yes, if it's my mastermind and they need help, yes, I will rearrange for them. Or if it's like a, a friend or a podcaster who's like, no, literally we're in totally different time zones. Other than that, you guys, it is really rare to see any appointments happening in the mornings or any appointments happening on Mondays. Having rules like this for yourself, when somebody says, hey, can you record a podcast or can you do this on Thursday morning? You're like, oh, I can't do it Thursday morning, but... I'm actually wide open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Does that any of those work for you in the afternoon? Like when you come back with that, people aren't like, nope, I just have Thursday morning. Most people are like, oh yeah, I could do that day. But I think so many of us think, well, he asked for Thursday morning. So I need to say yes, because I don't really have anything on my calendar. I do. My one cal- my calendar says your one thing. Like literally, I should say it says my one thing. So I do have an appointment Thursday morning. Every Thursday morning, I'm working on my one thing for the day. Remember what I said to you? Every morning, I write down on that piece of paper, what's my one thing? That thing has to get done first thing in the morning because it is a big thing that could move my business forward. So yes, I have an appointment and I will tell people that. Okay, number 10. This this section is kind of more about really up-leveling, okay? So number 10 is, um, so this rule is, I have a friend check, okay? What does this mean? I kind of have like this weekly check of how did, how did it go this week? Who did I hang out with? And I don't mean hang out with like we hung out at the gym or a restaurant or like, no, I'm not doing that. But I kind of mean like, who did I chat with through DMs this week? Who did I chat with through Voxer? Like what friends? I'm not talking about like clients. I'm talking about 
my peers and people like that. Okay. And the question I now ask myself is, where do I fall with these people? Am I at their same level? Am I smarter than them? Are they smarter than me? I'm literally evaluating my friend check this week. Like what happened? And this is for me to go, okay, time to reevaluate who I need to hang out with more next week, who I need to reach out to. Because for me to be a high performer, I need to be with other high performers, okay? So um, my mom loves to walk walks every day, like literally her subdivision, they call her probably like the walking lady because she's just always, always walking. And when I walk with my mom, she always says to me, I walk so much faster than her. So she walks faster, right? You want to do that. You want to find the girl that's faster than you. Okay. So I am doing that every week. I'm kind of saying to myself, am I walking with somebody faster than me or slower than me or just at my own pace? Okay. Because I want to continue to be pushed And when I'm around people that are performing higher than me, I'm definitely performing higher than myself, right? So that's a big one. So a couple things that I do staying in alignment with this is I will reach out to one to two people that are maybe out of my comfort zone. Maybe I'm friends with them or, you know, acquaintances and I might DM them or send them a message or any, like if I have their phone number, I might text them, right? So I'm actively going who is somebody that maybe scares me a little bit, right? And I I don't mean scares in like this negative way. I mean, I'm a little out of my comfort zone here, right? So my goal is to reach out to somebody every single week and do that. And then a bonus is if I can even tag them. So you see me all the time. I'm like shouting people out on my my Instagram left and right, tagging people and oh, this person's amazing. That podcast was great. Like that is me building relationships hanging with high performers, stepping out of my comfort zone, right? And I want you to be thinking of that too. Now, number 11, as we're kind of talking about up-leveling here, is my rule is I never settle. I'm never content, which I know sounds like we should learn to be content. I can still be happy, but I always want more because I know that I can always be a better version of myself, right? So for me, if I'm ever feeling like, wow, life feels good. Life feels really comfortable. That is like a red flag because that means for me, it's time to do something scary again, right? It's time to invest in something bigger than I've ever invested. Go deeper with a coach on this level. Find another mastermind that does this. Hire somebody new on my team, even though I'm like, ah, can I really afford to hire another person on my team? Like, I don't want to feel comfortable. I want to, I want to be happy and feel good about my life, but I also want to see that there's so much more room for growth. Okay. That really, truly helps me stay being a high performer for sure. Okay. Now this next one, I feel like I'm going to get slack for, but I'm being super honest and I'm just going to tell you what I think. Okay. So (laughs) I'm like nervous to tell you what I'm going to say. I think my rule is show up and look professional. Okay. So I have this rule right now when I wake up in the morning that I need to look good. If I'm going to run into like that ex-boyfriend or like that girl from high school that you can't stand. And if you saw her, you would feel good that you looked like that. That's what I want to do every single day. I want to at least feel like I look decent. Okay. Why, why does this matter? Is this like, so just like, you're like, Stacey, this is this, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. Um, superficial, right? Okay. This is why. Okay. 
let's say this. First of all, when somebody says to me, they're like, Pasisi, you're always so professional. You're just, you, maybe you're not as authentic as you know, you should be, and you should be showing being more vulnerable and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Myers-Briggs, if you knew my personality, you'd be like, of course you're like that. But anyway, let's not go down a rabbit hole. Let's just think about this. Have you ever seen a lawyer or a CPA a banker, like you've walked into a bank and the bankers that's working there, right? Um, have you ever looked at them and said, why do you get dressed every day? Like every time I come in here, you're wearing makeup and your hair is done. And like, you aren't wearing yoga pants. Like that's so crazy. Like you should be more authentic. Like, could you ever imagine, <laughs> could you imagine saying that to somebody that's a professional? Okay. Well, here's the thing, you guys, I'm a professional. I am a serious, successful businesswoman and I show up like that. Okay. So if you know me, you know that I own two dance studios and in the studio world, there's this phrase, when you dress like a dancer, you act like a dancer. Okay. We tell parents that when your kid comes in pajama pants, right. And a baggy t-shirt, there is no way she is going to really Im embody the ballerina, right? She is not going to put on the same performance that the girl who shows up with her hair in a bun, a leotard and tights and the right shoes. They're going to look totally different. They are going to feel different. They will act different. They will dance different. That is what I am doing too. If I showed up, you guys, in yoga pants with my hair in a messy bun with no makeup on, and I am just like, okay, guys, here's the deal today. I wouldn't feel like a professional. I wouldn't act like a professional. And for me, that is how I am doing business. It's my rule. It doesn't have to be your rule, but that's my rule. And the only thing that I want you to think about with this, because there's this whole like, authenticity, vulnerability, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, to me, a lot of it is like people are pretending to be authentic and vulnerable and they're staging it. And it's not even that real. Do you know what I'm saying? This is me. This is how I would show up. If you ran into me wherever you would, this is what I look like, sound like all of that. And when I get ready and get dressed, I feel different. Have you ever been sick and you don't get ready and you don't get dressed? And then you take that first shower finally and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. And it's because you're playing the part. You're acting as if. And when you step up and up level so you can feel like the best version of you, right? You will play a different game. Now, I'm not saying wear makeup if you don't wear makeup. I'm saying be the best version of you, whatever that looks like. And for me, when I show up, this is what feels good to me right? So we all have different levels of that. Now, these were 12 little things with some bonus morning coaching there that um, I am doing and that I have set in place for these boundaries for me to continue to be a high performer. I would love for you to come up with a few rules yourself. Tag me on Instagram. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Let me know in the Facebook group. If you want to go deeper, we have this really short mini course called High Performing Hacks. You can go to highperforminghacks.com. And what it is, you guys, it's, it's super cheap. It's like a $97 training. It's four training videos. So like week one, it's about your office and your workspace. Week, it, just organizing it and setting the tone and, and being that professional, right? Week two is creating and processing your inbox. And I'm talking about a physical inbox. This is a game changer. People love this module. Week three is taking control of your emails and email management. 
And then week four is getting organized with Google Calendar and project management systems. And I have four one-hour live trainings in there where I have, they're previously recorded, um, and we threw those in there too as well. So if that's something that interests you and you liked this episode of these little tips, go to highperforminghacks.com. $97, go get it. It'll definitely be worth that money. And the organization, if you're looking at clutter right now in your office and you just like can clean that space and get it, trust me, you will be a high performer. They say a messy desk is a messy head, right? Like it clutter converts. It, it definitely transfers over. So I hope you like this episode. Please tell me your biggest takeaway, the number one rule you're going to put in your life. And then I want to hear about your rules. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those that have left a review. If you haven't, I would be so honored. I read them every single week. They get delivered to my inbox. Um, So I would love, love, love to hear what you think of the Foot Traffic Podcast. All right, guys, have a great week. I will see you next week. And that's it for another episode of Foot Traffic. But don't worry if you're craving more business building guidance, I've got two places to send you. First, be sure to join our free Facebook group at foottraffic.club. You'll get support from other small business owners like you, plus exclusive content from me. And if you're looking for more actionable advice and step-by-step resources for getting more people in the door, head over to foottrafficpodcast.com. It's time we take your business to the next level.